This is tape number three of Women in the Ministry by Sister Sarah Jackson. Second Timothy chapter one. And I want you to also get reading uh, Esther 14. Okay? Second Timothy chapter one, starting with verse five. Now I call to remember, are you with me? Second Timothy chapter one, verse five. Now I call to remembrance the unseen faith that is in thee, which dwells first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that is in thee also. Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. But be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Turn to our theme, Esther chapter 4, verse 14. Esther chapter 4, verse 14. Are you with me? Esther 14. Uh, Esther 4, 14. Give me five times to say it. I did it three once. For if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? I want to use the thought for this time. For this time. Now one thing I want you to take a look at in your Bible, you will look in the book of Esther 4.14. You notice that last portion of scripture. Are you with me? Esther 4.14. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time as this? How many in your Bible, the word such is in italicized writing? It's not bold writing like the rest of it. Come on, lift up your hand. It's in italicized writing. That means that when the translators were doing this, were translating this, this word was not there. So they inserted that word themselves. Anywhere in your Bible where you see a word in uh, italicized writing, that means it was not in the original translation. The 
uh, uh, interpreter or the translator put that in themselves to make it a clearer meaning for you. So what that would, would say then, uh, who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for a time as this, for a time as this. And so I want to talk to you today on for this time, not last year or years before, not the years to come because we don't have a guarantee that they are coming to us. But we are handmaidens of the Lord for the 90s now, for this time. Well, uh, we need to uh, take a look then. Okay, now, if, if you would look up that word such in the Hebrew language, it would come from the word Asher, and it means because, because of a time like this, or like, like a time like this, all right? Now, the first thing we need to make sure of is the very fact that I am called of God to be a minister. Let me see all of the women, and don't be ashamed, if you know without a shadow of a doubt that God has called you to preach the gospel, stand up wherever you are, okay? You know without a shadow of a doubt that God has called you to preach the gospel, all right? That's great. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Let me see those that believe. You're not really sure, but you believe that God has called or is calling you to the ministry to preach the gospel. Would you say? It's all right if you're not sure yet, see. All right? It's all right if you're not sure. Come on. It's all right if you're not sure. That's great. That's come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't be ashamed of sin. See, for years, I did not know either. I was not sure. I know God was, you know, tugging on me for something, but I didn't know what it was, but I made up my mind, and I told God, God, I'm going to wait on you until you reveal it to me. Okay? Now, that's good. Give the Lord a hand of praise. These are women in the ministry or women aspiring to be in the ministry. All right? Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. Now, the reason why I wanted to, to, to make sure uh, to see that is because it is important that we make sure that we are called into the ministry. Now, I want you to look at this in a different light than what it is given in this portion of Scripture. Look at the 11th verse of the 4th chapter of Esther. The 11th verse of the 4th chapter of the book of Esther. Now listen, all the king's servants and the people of the king's province do know that whosoever, whether man or woman, shall come into the king into the inner court, who is not called, there is one law of his to put him to death, except such to whom the king shall hold out the golden scepter, that he may live, but I have not been called to come in unto the king these 30 days. Now listen to what Esther said. All of the people of the king, all of the servants of the king, 
all of the people in the kingdom of the king know this without a shadow of a doubt that no one can go into the inner court except they are called by the king. Now I'm saying to you, I want you to look at it in the spiritual sense instead of where Esther was. In this sense, if you will look at it, we know that if we are not called into the ministry of God, we are begging for trouble if we step out there and try to preach the gospel without the power of the living God in us, with us, through us, and behind us. And leading us. And leading us. Now listen, another reason you have to be careful, because if you go out, and God did not call you, then you become a false prophet. And there is that one law. There is that one law that the king has concerning those that will step out there and God didn't call them. Let's go to Revelation 19. Revelation 19. See, it's important that you make sure that you are called into the ministry. If you are not sure, take your time and wait on God because it's a dangerous thing to step out there and say, I'm called and I'm going to preach. And you began to preach and God has not called you. Revelation 19. Uh, I said 19. Revelation 20. I'm sorry. Revelation 20, verse 10. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. Well, listen, where the beast and who? And the false prophet are. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Now read verse 14. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. There is but one law for anyone that enter into the inner court without the king calling them, and that is death. Hell awaits the false prophets. See, if we go back to the Old Testament, we can go back to the to the tabernacle that, that Moses built. Only certain people could go into the inner court. Just anybody couldn't just walk up into the inner court. But it had to be of the royal priesthood. When you go into Solomon's temple, he had a middle court that he hallowed the word of God. Faith. He hallowed it unto the Lord. No, not just anybody could go in there, but the the high priest and the king himself could only go in there. So we've got to make sure I have been called by the living God to step into the inner court and minister the sacrifices unto the Lord. I've got to be sure. The second thing we want to do is establish whether or not it is okay for a woman to preach. Now I'm ministering this is uh, for women in the ministry, but everybody can have it, okay? But they told me to come, and she said she was going to pay me too. <laughs> there I go again, all right. <laughs> but she called me to minister to the women in the ministry. And let me tell you, this is a need. Because there are women all over the United States that are going through problems in the ministry and does not know that God is with them too. Praise God. 
Praise God. Well, you'll find then in Joel 38, and you'll find in Acts 2, 16 through 18. I'm not going to read all of these, uh, all of these scriptures because of the fact that that uh, for time's sake. But you will find that Joel stated that in the last days God was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, upon all flesh, and, and that the men and the women. Huh? Come on. Your sons, your pants wearers, and your daughters, your skirts wear, shall prophesy. Well, if it was wrong on the day of Pentecost, uh, Paul, I mean Peter, reiterated that and said, this is that. This is that. That was spoken of by the prophet Joel, that in the last days God will pour out of the Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters, and he went on to say that your servants and your handmaids, come on handmaids of the nighters, and your handmaids, he was going to pour out his Spirit upon the handmaids also, the men and the handmaidens of the Lord for the 90s that they could all prophesy. All prophesy. See, people take one verse of scripture and yet it's so out of proportion, it's pathetic. They, they, will, they will take uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and eat you to pieces with it. No, God said women are supposed to sit down, shut up, hush, and be quiet, not say anything, just take care of the babies and put money in the church, make money for the, for the church. Oh, come on, somebody. Huh? If you will go back prayerfully and read the entire book of 1 Corinthians, you will find out that Chloe had written to Paul and said, Paul, there are contentions in the church. There are divisions in the church from chapter 1 through chapter 15 and 16. Paul set out to settle the contentions that were going on in the church. There were contentions about who's the better pastor, who I belong to, and all of that. There are divisions among them. It's not the will of God for there to be divisions in the church. about fornication in the church and idolatry in the church and paying the preacher money and all of that. He went all the way through. If you go back and read it properly, he was settling contentions in every single chapter. And when he got to chapter 14, that was the Chloe had written to him about these contentions. You got to know who Chloe was. Chloe was a female Christian apostate. Come on, go back and get the history book and read it. She was a female Christian, a prophetess, and she wrote to him and told him, Paul, the men are saying that the women can't speak in the church. And he started out in 14, settling contentions about the gift. I'd rather you prophesy than speak in tongues. Speaking in tongues is, is, is equal to prophecy when there is an interpretation. He went on settling contentions about the tongue and the usage of the tongue, whether it's for the edifying of the body, of your personal body, or edifying for the body of Christ. And if it's not for the body of Christ, then speak it to yourself. Don't get so loud in the church with it. 
And then he got down to the judging of, of one another. Come on. And then it came on down to the prophesying. And if you will read the 31st verse of the 14th chapter of 1 Corinthians, Paul said, all may prophesy that all might be edified that the church can be built up. All may prophesy. Repeating what these men were saying, that was not a commandment that, that, Paul, that Paul was given. And people were trying to make it a commandment that he was given. Paul said that a walk, the women are not to, are to speak in church. If they're going to let any, have any, learn anything, let them learn from their husbands at home. If you go back and pull out some of the older translations, you will find out that 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 Paul was Paul was actually saying, "You say that the woman is not supposed to speak." But you notice after he said that, sister, you got it there. Somebody, somebody's got got uh, where you know where I am. First Corinthians. Let not a woman speak in in, in the church. Come on. I didn't intend to put this in, but there may be some women here who hadn't heard who hadn't heard my tape on, on this or who hadn't heard this before. I just want to I want to set you free today. Read it for me. Let your women keep silent in the church. It is not permitted unto them to speak in the church. But they are commanded to be under obedience. As also saith the law, permitted for them to speak in the church. They are commanded to do what? To be under obedience. As also saith the law. Now what law? You go back and look at all of the law of the Old Testament, you won't find one place where God told a woman to shut up. What law? It was the Jewish law. The Jews had a way that if God's law didn't fix it for them, they wrote their own law. And so it was the Jews, uh, go back and search the scripture. There isn't one place in the Bible where the woman told, the, uh, God told the woman to shut up. He did tell her and put her under her husband after they fell in the garden of Eden. Stand up and read what the next verse says. If they learn anything, let them learn and come on. Let them ask their husbands at home. Now, what if your husband isn't saved? Huh? I'm just teaching this morning, all right? What if your husband is not saved? What if you don't have a husband? Come on, read it. It's a shame. Come on, this is, it's a shame for women to speak in the church. Let me show you that Paul was repeating what these people were saying. What's the next verse? What? It's all over What? Come on, wait a minute, let me put it to you in, in, in our today's hip language. Come on, he 
that's in the church. What? What do you mean women can't speak? What do you mean they got to learn in silence? What do you mean they got to learn from their husbands? Who is Jesus that he only speaks through the husband? I didn't even intend to go into that. 
But you, we've got to know it is the will of God. You need to know and be set free. Because see, the devil will have you bound. You've got to know it came all the way back from Genesis chapter 3. When God put the serpent, uh, put the curse on the serpent, a lot of people miss this. They'll grab the part that says uh, 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 that the son, the seed of the seed of the woman is going to be against the seed of the serpent. That the seed, the seed of the woman is, is, is going to bruise uh, his head and the seed of the serpent is going to bruise his heel. Talking about Jesus Christ and the devil. But I dare you to go back and read Genesis 3.15 before God ever got to the point where he told the devil that he was going to put enmity, extreme hatred and hostility between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. He told the serpent he would put extreme hostility, put extreme hatred and hostility, which is enmity. I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Go back and read. So say, I preach, preach, preach on how the, the, the enemy, the seed of the serpent against the seed of the woman. But they skip right over. God said before you ever get down to the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent, He's going to put extreme hatred and hostility between the devil and women. And as long as you are a woman, I want you to read it in the Word so you know it's not Mrs. Jackson's thought, okay? As long as you are a woman trying to live for God or do anything for God, the devil is going to be on your case. But you can stand up and say, I have the greater one in me and on my side. I will declare what thus saith the Lord. I don't care who don't like it. And so I mentioned sometime before the Hebrew word nabi, nabi mean prophet and it is an inspired man the hebrew word nabiyah is prophetess and it means an inspired woman okay now in the last days men and women are going to prophesy well, the suggestion, how do you know we're in the last days? Well, according to uh, Paul's scenario of the last days in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said that, know this also, that in the last days there should be perilous times. Huh? Men will be uh, lovers of themselves, covetous, both, proud. Uh, disobedient to parents, huh? My God, all, all kinds of things that he said, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Are we in the last days? Well, it's in these same last days that Joel said, God's going to pour out his spirit of all flesh, all flesh, and men and women shall prophesy. The Hebrew word for prophesied is nobal, nobal. The Greek word for prophesy is prophet yo, prophet yo. 
Both of these in the Greek and the Hebrew means to speak by divine inspiration. To speak by divine inspiration. And, and, and uh, uh, Joel said, in the last days, both men and women would speak by divine inspiration of God. But there are those then that would question or have that spirit of hesitation saying, well, I, I don't know, Sister Jackson. I, I just, it just seems to me that like the men really should be the one doing the preaching. I, I just don't feel comfortable with it. I just feel like the men should be the one doing the preaching. Some, I need some readers real quick. Get Genesis 1. Raise your hand if you'll get it for me. Okay? I got, I got a hand over here. Genesis 1, 26 and 28. Another hand. Okay? Back here in uh, Genesis 5, 1 through 2. Okay, Sister uh, Hall, I see your hand. John 14, 16 through 18. I need one more hand. All right, Sister Nared, back here. Uh, John 15, 26. Okay, Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And God said, let us make man in our image. God said, let us make M-A-N in our image. Read it. After our likeness. Now listen, God said, let us make man in our image, but let them have dominion. All right? You, you hear what I'm saying there? Are you getting this? Let us make man and let them have dominion. All right? I'm going to clarify because I, I know what Jackson is talking about all the men. Okay, fine. Come on and read. Over everything up there. Okay? Uh-huh. Uh, over everything up on the face of the earth that flies, moves, or creeps. We're going to create man and we're going to let them have dominion. Okay? This is Jackson. That's the men having the authority. All right, fine. Let's read it. God created M-A-N in his own image. God created M-A-N, man, one man, in his own image. What happened? Read it. In the image of God, God created he, him, not them, did he? Come on, read it. Uh-oh. Male and female. Created he them. Now, Adam, Eve was not a fleshly body. At the same time, Adam was a fleshly body. He made male and female, but he made one man. I believe the man ought to do the preaching. All right? I'm, just stick with me, you know. Come on. Read it. Is, is that it? Jackson, you're talking about all the men. Fine, let's see. Okay? God said unto them, the man that he created, be fruitful. And multiply. You guys get together and go out and have some babies then. Are you with me? 
in the Holy Ghost, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. Now let me bring this home to you, sisters, in a way that you can understand what I'm went all the way around these scriptures to show you because there are people that no matter how much you show them in the word women with a call on their lives they're still hesitant to go out because they have been wrapped in this traditional thing so long that women cannot speak in the church that they even feel 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 i feel that the man should do the preaching i feel that the man should do the preaching when god created uh adam eve was in the body of God took her out and took that rib out and made her a female tabernacle, but she was still Adam. And if that's not good enough for you, Jesus Christ said, I am the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. I am not only with you, but I will be in you. I will be in you. I will be in you. If you've got the Holy Ghost and you are called of God, stand up in your female tabernacle and let the man Jesus Christ
Jesus got confused on who he was? No, he was not, my friend. You go back and check the book of John. Every time Jesus Christ declared who he was, the Jews picked up stones to stone him. For what good work are you going to stone me for? Not for your good work, but for you being a man saying you are God. And so no wonder Jesus could declare then, and my father a one. No wonder he could declare, when you have seen me, you have seen the father. No wonder he could declare, when you have seen me, you have seen the one that sent me. No wonder he could declare, I came in my father's name. No wonder he could declare, if you don't believe I'm he, you shall die in your sin. No wonder he could declare, another one of my little pet peeves. I'll leave that one alone. Just wanted to throw that in. So he knew who he was. And so if he knew who he was, he knew who he is. And he knew that he will use a female tabernacle that is clean and allow that clean female tabernacle to stand up and let the man preach. Now, now you are loose and you're going out and you're preaching. When you go out to preach, these just the little things I want to throw in just to be a help to you, okay? When you go out to preach, sisters, be a lady. You may now turn to side two. I appreciate seeing women in the ministry being women. told you before, I'm not as feminine as most women because I had six brothers. And they were going to make sure I knew everything that I needed to know for life. I mean, there are important things and so far as boys are concerned that a girl needs to know how to take care of herself. So I had to learn how to play basketball, football, uh, uh, baseball, pitch horseshoes, climb trees, skip rocks on the water, all that important stuff you need to know for life. <laughs> My, my, my brothers taught me how to, you know, they taught me. Amen. And now, I, I, I mean, even right now, I can still beat every one of them, doing any of them. But still, I am who I am by the grace of God. You see, sisters, when you're out ministering, you don't have to act like a man. You don't have to kick your heels way up in the air and show all that God gave you. Oh, God. You don't, you don't have to preach like that. You don't have to reach back and grab your ear and go on the way. Come on now, somebody. You don't have to act like a man. 
allow God to use you with a personality that he gave you. You don't have to be imitators. Every one of us are unique individuals. Did you notice every speaker that got up has their own individual unique way of speaking? Come on. So let God use you with your personality. I, I said this to the church the other day, and I think people think that I lie when I say this. But you know how when you're growing up and, and uh, you see people and you say, I'd like to be like them? I can never remember, even from a child, seeing anybody I wanted to be like on the earth. I can remember from a little child. I used to go sit, and we lived in the country. I was raised in an old footwash primitive Baptist holiness church. They, uh, uh, they converted it to a, to a house, but the, it, was, it, it had been a church. And I can remember, even as a little child, going sitting out on a stump behind that house because I had heard about Jesus and how they did all kind of things to him and he didn't do anything back. And I could remember going out sitting on that stump saying, I'd like to be like Jesus because people just did anything to him and he didn't do anything back to them. And you don't even know when you're saying things as a, as a child what you're going to go through in life. Huh? A lot of times people say, I, ooh, Sister Jackson, I'd like to be like you. Don't say that, honey. You, in first place, you need to be like Jesus. In the second place, honey, you don't know the kind of things Sister Jackson has gone through to get to where she is now. So when you say, God, make me like anybody, say, Jesus, make me like you. Make me like you. I want to talk to you about something God help me oh Lord dinner's going to get cold if it's on the table I want you to go to 1st Timothy with me because God laid this on my heart yesterday yesterday morning see I never go anywhere with the message already prepared when I left here last night I, I really didn't have the message prepared God had laid a portion of thought on my heart of something he wanted me to deliver and this is that thought but all the rest between uh, about 2 o'clock uh, or 1.30 or something and, and 3.30, 3.35 this morning, God talked to my heart. It, it being a, that's another thing. It's being a preacher. you got to learn that, that you, you, have, you get to stay up a lot. <laughs> you get to stay up a lot because your heart gets to, get to just going on and your, your soul going on. you got to get up and get before the Lord. Praise God. But God laid this on my heart to give to you yesterday. I read to you from uh, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5 uh, through 9. Timothy wrote, uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and said, Timothy, I recall to remembrance the unseen or genuine faith that is in thee. This faith was also in your mother and your grandmother. 
And he said, the faith that was in your mother and grandmother, Timothy, I'm persuaded that this faith is in you. Now listen. He said, Timothy, I want you to stir up the gift that is in you. And women, I want you to admonish you today, stir up the gift that is within you. God has given you a gift. Some of you, you, you may say, I'm not really sure God has called me, but then down on the inside you might have that shirt. Yeah, I know God has called me, but I'm just afraid to get up and go. And God ministered to my soul that there are women that are afraid to get up and go out and do a work for God. But Paul wrote to Timothy, and see, we use this scripture so often uh, using it for other things. For God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. We use it telling sisters, uh, you don't have to be afraid of sex. You don't have to be a afraid of, of rest. You don't have to be afraid of mankind. You don't have to be afraid of what your husband gives, because God has not given us the spirit of fear. Let me tell you, when Paul wrote this, he was writing to Timothy and saying, Timothy, you've got the faith of God in you, the gift of prophecy, the gift of preaching is in you. God hasn't given you the spirit of fear to be afraid to stand up and preach the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. And I want to tell you women, come out of your fear of standing up. I'm afraid what mankind going to say. I'm afraid what my family's going to say. I'm afraid it may not work. I I'm too shy. I'm too shaky. I'm too scared. God didn't give you the gift of the ministry and the faith to be afraid to stand up. But he said, I have given you the spirit of power. I have given you the dynamo. I have given you the Holy Ghost. I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I gave you the Holy Ghost power to stand up and do my work. I've given you a spirit of love to reach out to people. I've given you a sound mind so you can do my work. Get up, women. Stop being afraid and do what God has called you to do. God called you. Don't be afraid. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed to let somebody know you're a preacher. Are you a minister of the God? Well, you know, I, I, I well, yes, I, I teach sometimes. Stop being afraid to recognize who you are. Don't be ashamed of the testimony of Jesus Christ. I don't go around boasting to anybody that I'm a preacher. I'm around people a lot of times, even now, and they find, they find you're a preacher? Yeah. Well, well, you never said that. I don't have to. I don't have to. But if, uh, if, if the situation come up that I, I, I need to acknowledge it, you better believe I'm going to acknowledge it. Come on, honey, don't just wait till you get your, get your, get your clergy car and get in the parking lot. Now, y'all only use my car and say, clergy, so I don't have to pay. But listen, honey, everywhere you go, declare Jesus Christ. Don't be afraid to declare Jesus. Don't be afraid of the demons before you because the living God of glory, the power of the Holy Ghost is in you and greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. You don't have to be afraid of anything or anybody because God has endued you with power from on high. 
See, you, 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 you can't be afraid in the ministry. Listen, there are times, and you think, oh God, I'm not prayed up, and somebody want me to pray for them. What am I going to do? Pray for them. I, I hadn't been praying, I hadn't been, I hadn't been fast, I hadn't been doing this. I, I, I don't know if I can heal him. You're not the one that's going to heal him anyway. I, I don't know if I got the power to do it or not the power. It's the Holy Ghost. You obey Jesus. What if, if yesterday I was sitting there in our meditation period in the prayer journey, and I, the sister, I enjoyed that. My soul was thoroughly blessed. I was sitting there in the meditation, and someone came, where's Sister Jackson, where's Sister Jackson, where's Sister Jackson, where's Sister Jackson, and, and uh, I'm Sister Jackson, I'm like, this lady over here, she, she's got a physical problem, and, and, and uh, she needs prayer. Now, what if I say, oh, God, now what am I going to do? Oh, God, I'm afraid. What if God doesn't answer? No, 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 no. No, God said that if I believe in him, I can lay hands on the sick. I'm not going to heal him. He's going to heal him. So I walked to her in the name of Jesus Christ and commanded that shoulder to come in line with the word of God. She said that she hadn't been able to raise it up since Monday. You saw her in here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is healed me. You can't be afraid of anything. Uh, we, we, we just came out of participating in a five-week apostolic revival there in Marvell, Arkansas. And thanks be to God, in the midst of that, 28 people were baptized in Jesus' name. Most of them hard shell Baptist folk. And them Baptist folk around there speaking in tongues and cutting gigs. And a lot of them people I've been talking to for years didn't believe in this stuff. It was just, it's just not necessary. But the very first week of this revival, there was a young lady that I had talked to years ago in that service. Used to be saved. She backslid. I talked to her, tried to get her to come back to God. She didn't. She became demon-possessed. I mean demon-possessed, honey. Demons. And she made up her mind that she was going to come to the Lord. And when she did that, that devil got to rending and throwing her body and threw her on the floor. And my God, the kind of movements you, that, that woman was making, you know the devil had to be doing it in her. Carried her eyes all back. She wasn't in a seizure. It was the devil. He didn't want to let that body go. Voices was coming out of her that you know that little woman could not speak of herself. And I called a young man that that was that that was in our church, that's in our church, that really growing in God. I wanted him to get a first-hand look of what a person looked like demon-possessed. And her eyes all back, you can't see anything but the white, all this voice coming out of her body, ringing and twisted. You see, you cannot be afraid because when these devils come up before you, friends, you have got to be able with the power of Jesus Christ to rebuke it in the name of Jesus and see that devil go. Who began to rebuke that devil out in the name of Jesus Christ. And he ran and tore her body and, and, and she got ease. And we thought, the devil is gone. And we started calling on the name of Jesus again. And it started all over again. And I guarantee you that we must have cast out every bit ten demons out of that woman. But when she came through, she looked like a glorious, I mean, it was a glow over that young lady's face. 
She went right on that night. We're about 1.30 at night. We went and baptized her in Jesus' name. That Sunday in, 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 in service, you would not have believed that was the same young lady. What am I saying? You cannot be afraid to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Cast out the fear in the name of Jesus. Perfect love in Jesus Christ. Cast out fear. You got to be able to attack those devils. Just Tuesday, I left, I left Wednesday and came here Tuesday. We baptized five people in the name of Jesus. One of the young ladies was from Texas. She was from Marvel. I mean, she was a beautiful looking young lady before she left Marvel. She came to Texas. She got involved in voodoo. She was messing around and really closely involved with a prince of voodoo. I'm talking about this past Wednesday. With a prince of voodoo. When she walked in the church, you could see something not right about this. But we got to ministering Jesus Christ. And I laid my hands on her head in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not boasting of my power. It's Jesus. You can't be afraid of anything. God said, women, you are afraid. You are too afraid to get out and go do what God wants you to do. You can't be afraid. You've got to stand up in the name of Jesus. He's your power and your authority. I laid hands on her in the name of Jesus. And first she began to look at me strange. And I just kept praying in the name, looking her straight in the eye. In the name of Jesus, devil, I repeat. I rebuke every spirit that is not of God. In the name of Jesus, I claim her rapture ready. In the name of Jesus, I kept praying for her. And after a while, tears began to flow. Tears began to flow. And I saw the breaking. And I saw the breaking. And I saw the weeping. And we baptized her in the name of Jesus. She came up. She prayed God. I got a brand new life. I got a brand new life. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. We can't be afraid. We can't hold back. We've got to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ when in this time, not later, in this time, we've got to carry the gospel. This is our time, the handmaidens of the Lord. In the hour when men are falling by the wayside, God is still calling his handmaidens. Stand up and be witnesses for me. I'm going to give you the last script and I, I, I know I'm over my time and I've got to go. No, I'm not. I'm on time. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, 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 would, I would be on time if I'd quit right now. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> if I'd quit right, right now, I would be on time. Go back to, go back to, uh, I think, I want to pull out something that God showed me. And I'm sure all of you have seen this, but I just want to do what God, uh, said and show it to you again Esther 4 14 I pray in some way this has been a blessing to you I came to teach you today that's all just to teach you praise God are you with me Esther 4 14 for if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time then shall their enlargement 
and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. Handmaidens of the Lord for the 90s. It's for this time. Mordecai told Esther, if you at this time will hold your peace, I tell you what's going to happen, Esther. Esther's. Esther's. If you hold your peace and don't do what God has called you to do at this time, he said, deliverance is going to come to the Jews. It's going to come from another place. In other words, we're going to get our deliverance, but you won't be the one to do it. And you know what's going to happen to you, Esther? You and your father's house are going to be destroyed. Handmaids of the Lord for the 90s. Don't be afraid to get up and preach the unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ. It is in this hour that God is calling everyone that will. The harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. If you don't get up and do what God has told you to do, the work will get done, but it will be by the hand of someone else. Why let somebody else get your reward? Stand up and give God glory today. Stand up and give God glory. God will give deliverance. God is going to save somebody. Will you let him use you to reach out into the field? I had a dream just a few nights ago. I had a dream just a few nights ago that I was in this, it seemed like it was cotton, but it was in trees, it was in bushes, it was, in, it was just all around. It was so beautiful and it was so white. And I was just picking, I said, oh God, Show me how to get them individual to reach the masses. Show me how to reach them individually. Show me how to reach the masses. God, I can't do this by myself. I can't get all of this by myself. I'm just trying to get all of it. I'm just trying to reach. And it was so much that I just couldn't get it. So God, show me I can't get it all by myself. Come on, sisters. Sister Perry can't do it all. Sister Tremor can't do it all. Sister Willingham can't do it all. Sister Jackson can't do it all. Sister Hayes can't do it all. We need you, handmaidens of the 90s. Get up and do what God has called you to do. I want every minister, every woman that know you're a minister or aspiring to be a minister, come on and stand down here. You don't matter if I do this. Every woman, come on. Every sister that know you're a minister or aspiring to be a minister. Ministry for every one of you. God has 
to preach, there is a ministry that God has for you. You pray and you see God. God, what do you want me to do? You sisters that have been called to preach, I want you to pray right now that God will release you and you will release yourself to go out and do what God has called you to do that you have never done it before by the power and the authority of the Almighty God. Come on, sisters back here. Some of you feel ministers in your life. You don't know what it is. It could be just a ministry of help. It could be anything else, a ministry of giving. Come on. God has a ministry for you. you reach out to God. God, what do you want me to do? Here I am, Lord.